This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. On the line, it is Professor Dion Foster. He's the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the director of the Bayes Nodia Center for Public Theology. Here he is, back from his many travels. Good morning, Dion. Morning, morning, Brad. Listen, there's no place like home. There's <laughs> no sure. place like home. Norway was very beautiful, and uh, God bless the Norwegians. But my goodness, South Africa is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure the weather was a lot more pleasant. You didn't have to be donning your thick coat once you arrived at Cape Town International, right? No, absolutely. I'm just to say the the first day when we were there from the hotel where we were staying to to the uh, university was about a 30 minute walk, and uh, it was a blizzard. I mean, oh a goodness. literal whiteout. You, you couldn't even see three meters ahead of you. So that was an adventure of a certain kind. But uh, but I must say it's it it is really wonderful to be home. And you know, every time I land and I. I stand in that queue and get greeted by, you know, someone who says, Molo Chief, or, you know, <laughs> you, you just realize, wow, this is home. This is where I belong, you know. Oh, what a thrill. Uh, Dion, this is such a big deal weekend. And, and I've been toying with this, and I know we'll be touching on this today. Uh, you know, Jesus' prayer saying, and just in reality, just to sort of paraphrase, I'm, I'm God, but I'm fully man, and I know what's coming. And it is not good, you know, God, if you could take this away, take it away. But at the end of the day, your will be done. And when you go to Hebrews 12, you know, and then looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, you read that kind of juxtaposed with the, you know, the, the sweating blood and the, the, the sheer torment of the understanding of what was coming. I mean, this is like an emotional roller coaster. Brad, you know, and it's, I mean, that is so true. And of course, um, you know, what we focus on is both bodily suffering, and that's what makes Jesus so unique. I mean, that's what mm. makes Christianity absolutely unique from, from all other uh, religions is the fact that the God whom we believe in, who we love, who loves us, became human. And, um, you know, the promise is that he lived our life, as we read in Hebrews, in every way, just as we did from birth to death. Mm. He suffered our death in a particularly painful death and yet rose again and rose with forgiveness and love and acceptance uh, in his heart. But of course, there's also the emotional aspect, you know, mm. that that aspect of having so deeply invested himself in the lives of people who he really loved, you know, and and to see them one by one betraying him to the point where, you know, when we, we, we come to read about uh, the crucifixion, you know, the, the only person who is there is, is John the Beloved, you know, who, who sort of sticks around and, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you hear those very painful words from Jesus hanging on the cross when he looks down at his mother, who you can just imagine. I mean, she's in anguish. Her son has been tortured. He's about to die. And he looks down, he sees that one disciple, John, and he says, son, here is your mother. Mm-hmm mother here is your son and that that sort of comfort it gives you an insight into you know into the emotional aspect of of what jesus was was going through now brad i i've been reading this whole week today of course is uh, what traditionally we would call holy thursday or yes. maundy thursday and uh, it's that last supper that that meal that jesus has with his disciples and if you would just were to do a, a careful reading of that in john 13 you'd also see the 
the sort of anguish there. You know, Jesus knows what's coming, as you've said. He's anticipating uh, from here they'll go to the Garden of Remembrance and, uh, you know, he will be on his own. He'll ask his disciples, would you wait with me? Would you pray with me? And, of course, they fall asleep. And he knows also that Judas has already planned to betray him. He's anticipating the heartbreak of, of you know, Judas recognizing, oh, my goodness, what have I done? And, of course, we know how Judas's life ends up. You know, he sells Jesus for, for what he thinks is the most important thing, 30 pieces of silver. And then he ends up realizing, goodness, that's not what it was all about. And and the sad thing there with Judas is he's so condemned in his sin that he doesn't even recognize that it was all about forgiveness. And so he goes and hangs himself. And that's just absolutely right. heartbreaking. So what struck me when I was reading this story again, um, you know, Jesus having his, his last meal with his disciples was John chapter 13, verse 1. Now, Brad, I've probably read this a thousand times, but this week, just this one little bit stuck out for me. John 13, verse 1. I, I just want to read it for us. It says, it was just before the Passover festival. And Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. So, mm-hmm. so he anticipates that already. And then th- there's this, this little, little sentence puts in there. Listen to this. He says, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. Isn't that amazing? So even knowing that, uh, that they would betray him, even knowing that they would be unable to watch with him and wait with him, even knowing that, uh, you know, in, in just a, a short while, in three days' time, uh, they would doubt his resurrection and he would have to prove himself to them. Even knowing that when he returned in the ascension, Acts chapter 1, verse 11, that they would stand there gazing at the sky saying, okay, yeah. when's he coming back? Jesus still loved them to the end. And, of course, we know, Brad, uh, what happens after this. I mean, Peter, for example, becomes so emboldened in his faith that he stands up to Acts chapter 2 and he preaches, you know, salvation in Christ. Um, All of the the remaining disciples end up uh, starting churches, running churches in Asia Minor, and all of them uh, become martyrs for the faith. All of them, Peter himself, as we know, loved Jesus so much that when they came to to execute him, he said, they crucified Peter, you may know this, and he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord. And so they crucified him upside down. So so Jesus knows that these people are going to come to this realization of who he is. So Brad, that's my prayer for myself, for you, for all of our listeners this Easter, is that we would truly be able to know the promise that's here. Uh, John chapter 13, verse 1, make a note of it, hang on to it, Pray at this this Easter weekend, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. Yeah, what a what a focus this love I'm is. I'm not sure I understand. Uh, when you say, oh, I see Siri doesn't like our conversation. Um, <laughs> Siri, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, I, I was just going to say that love being being at the forefront of all of this. I mean, love is the reason he went to the cross. But this this caring in the midst of all of this, just to be looking around him. At the team, as it were, Dion, and the the love for them and the serving of them, and and not wanting them to get be lost, and and wanting to them to understand, he he had to do the biggest work we could ever imagine that he had to do, and he had to face separation from the father. But in the midst of all of that, and his anguish, still worried about his friends. I love that, and something we could yeah. learn from. Isn't that true, eh, Brad? You know, and, and of course, you know the, the 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 two sort of major stories that we read about of 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 betrayal, of loss, of disappointment, of course, was Judas that we spoke about earlier, mm. but also Peter, you know, who 
who when he's encountered by the slave girl says, weren't you the, you know, the Galilean who was with Jesus? I recognize your accent. I, I saw you with him. And he says, I did not know him. And he betrays him three times. And yet we read at the end of John's gospel where Jesus meets him on the beach and restores him, you know, and, and, and says to him, you are my beloved, mm. you know, feed my sheep. And I think that's the way in which Jesus deals with us. He knows our frailty. He knows the limits of, of, of our lives. He, he asks us to go to the limit. He says, do your very best. But even when that fails, I'm enough for you. I'll love you to the end and even beyond. That's beautiful. You know, and even in the face of knowing he was going to be betrayed, in the face of knowing he was going to be denied, he didn't love them any less. He didn't treat them any differently. You know, he still held Peter close to his heart and in the inner circle throughout the the, the years of his ministry, despite what he knew would happen. It wasn't that, you know, it's not conditional. I'm not going to love you. You're not going to be in the inner circle because I know what's coming. It was still that love despite. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's worth also, you know, just reading, uh, you know, the, the, the whole of that, that chapter, John chapter 13, even to see how Jesus deals with Judas and the betrayal at the table. It's a, it's a very, very loving, uh, embracing, um, understanding, you know, hoping for the very best, saying, okay, even in spite of your failure, there's redemption, there's salvation, there's love, which, which can never be separated. Brad, just to say, you know, we had a very, very sad situation uh, just three weeks ago, two weeks ago, mm. where one of the youngsters in a local school committed suicide, oh. and um, we we attended the the service, you know, at 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 the for, for the family, and I was just, you know, it was it was such a moving moment when when we heard the dad speaking and the pastor speaking about the fact that, you know, please don't ever give up on life because God never gives up on you. And uh, I think that's such an important thing for us to hold on to. You know, Jesus never gives up on us. He loves us to the end and beyond. Beautiful. Thank you, Dion, for your time. Thank you for sharing from your heart this morning. And I can see someone uh, messages coming through here, just people reflecting on what you're saying with smiles on their faces and uh, yeah, feeling just so deeply touched this morning. So thank you for that, Dion. Appreciate it. Have a beautiful, restful weekend and look forward to connecting again soon. Thanks, my friend. Blessings at Easter. Bye then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.